Revealing the person and ministry of Jesus through the teaching of God's word and the demonstration of power. The transforming word of God with Reverend Enoch Abisai. And now, today's word. Jesus. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. We want to read the word of God together this evening. Let's read the word of God together. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13. 14. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Let's go to 16. Let's go 15 and 16. So let's go to 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which even every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. May the Lord give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Take your seat. Of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, so when we look at this, we are seeing a standard of measurement which is Christ. Everything available, everything present, and everything tangible and even intangible is measured alongside Christ. Christ is the standard of measurement in the spirit. You know, when you did a little bit of science, they told you we are taught SI unit. The SI unit for things, spiritual things, physical things, is Christ. You don't have life until your life is compared with the life of Christ. You don't have fullness until your fullness is compared with the fullness of Christ. Everything, beginning is no beginning until it began with Christ. Ending is no ending until it ended with Christ. So in Revelation, it says, I am the beginning and I am the end. Your beginning is a waste if it didn't begin with him. If he is not the standard. To the point that even time is measured by Christ. So we have A, B, and what is B, C. Everything is measured by Christ. One of the things that is also measured by Christ is spirituality. You are not really spiritual until your spirituality is at the level Christ wants it to be. Is somebody hearing me tonight? Your spirituality is not enough 
until that spirituality is at that level Christ wants it to be. So what is spirituality? Spirituality is simply defined as maturity. And what then is maturity? Maturity is the level of Christ-likeness in a believer's life. The level of Christ that is made available in the life of a believer is referred to as maturity. So your mature, maturity level is measured alongside that of Christ. That's why he said until we come into the measure, Christ is the standard of measurement. Until we come to the measure of the fullness of the stature of Christ, there is a way or there is a place God, Christ wants you to become or Christ wants you to get to. Say amen. Say amen. And one of the things you must ask yourself from time to time is that is my, am I spiritual enough? When we say that somebody is spiritual, it's not that the person is a Christian. It is not even that the person is charismatic. The fact that you can preach and prophesy and sing and do other spiritual things does not mean you are matured. Maturity is not a measure of charismatism. Maturity is not a measure of charismatism. Maturity is a measure of Christ in the life of a believer. The measure of Christ in the life of a believer. The measure of Christ in the, in the life of a believer. The measure of Christ in the life of a believer. One of the greatest needs of anyone is the need for true spirituality. One of the greatest needs of everyone, everyone, whether believer or unbeliever, is true spirituality. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, the Bible says, seek first. The first thing, the most important thing in everybody's life is true spirituality. The real need of a man is spiritual. When the spiritual is handled, the physical or the natural will fall in place. The real need of man is spiritual. So as I'm talking to you now, I want you to understand that your real need is spiritual. For you to grow in the Lord. For you to grow in your walk with God. And that is the point that every one of us present here tonight must decide and, and, and endeavor to come to that place of maturity. That place of spirituality. In the 21st century church, when we say somebody is spiritual, it means that the person can prophesy. When we say somebody is spiritual, it means that the person does something in church. Then we say that this sister is spiritual or spiritus mama. No, it is not about it is not about singing. It is not even about lifting up your hands in church. It is about the amount of Christ that has been made available in your life. Number two, the level of Christ that has gained expression through your life because you can know him but he might not be able to express himself because it's not everything you know you express you can know love you cannot express love you can know about forgiveness but you cannot express forgiveness so the amount of Christ the amount of God in you that is expressed shows your level of maturity somebody shout amen so therefore, the most crucial attention of a man must be directed. Every energy of a man must be directed to his spirituality. Is the Lord talking to somebody here? 
you must concentrate on how you will become spiritual on how you will grow in the Lord say amen if you have been a Christian for two years there must be a change in your life it will be a sense of emergency when you give your a bed to a child and after two years there is no growth there is no change the child is still a toddler and is still drinking breast milk will not eat anything solid that means that there is a problem with the development of the child the child is not maturing and it's a point of concern many Christians here our life our work with God is a point of concern because most of us are not growing most of us are not maturing and most of us are not becoming spiritual and so this topic tonight is trying to is going to help us to assess our lives whether I am spiritual or I am on the path of being spiritual because spirituality is not a state it's a process so that's what the Bible says in Galatians 5.25 if you live, walk in the spirit if you live in the spirit walk in the spirit so it is a place you come to but you don't keep it there it is a place it's, it's a walk so that if you live in the spirit, walk in the spirit, it is the Greek word that means keep abreast with the spirit. Keep in touch with the spirit. Keep in step with the spirit. So the spirit takes a step, you are taking a step. The spirit is moving, you are moving. So even though you are born into Christ, into a spiritual place, you are supposed to be abreast with the spirit of God. And that is what maturity deals with. Say amen. amen. So tonight we want to look at indices for spirituality. How will you know that I am spiritual? How would you know that I am growing? How would you know that I am becoming more like Christ? How will I be able to determine whether I am being spiritual or not? Say amen. amen. Oh, I said say amen. Amen. Do you want to know whether you are spiritual or not? So tonight we are assessing our spirituality. When you see that you are sick in one area, take medication. Take medication. Compulsory spiritual medication. Tonight there are angelic forces here with injections. To inject us with correct doses of what we need. In order to cause our bodies to come back to life. Our spiritual lives to jump up and jack up again one more time. Somebody shout hallelujah. So what is the first indices for spirituality number one if you want to know that you are maturing one thing that will show is your increasing desire for prayer increasing desire for prayer there are people when they hear prayer meeting they fall sick it is a lack of spirituality when they they can talk about prayer but to pray prayer is a problem they can encourage people you must pray Prayer, prayer, prayer is, is difficult to, to, to be taught. Prayer should be acted. It should be performed. Whenever there is, there seems to be a battle in your inner man, whenever you hear prayer, that means that your spirituality is deficient. There is a problem with your work with God. Say Amen. Say amen. amen. I, I, are you sick with this one? 
So check your level of spirituality. Know your level. Increasing desire for prayer. We must have an increasing desire for prayer. You see, I said Jesus is the standard of measurement of prayer, of, 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 of spirituality. In Luke chapter 6 verse 12, the Bible says that after everything was done, Jesus Christ went into the mountain to pray and he continued all night. All night in prayer. Alone, all night in prayer. Mark 135, Jesus Christ, rising up early while before day, departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Anytime you assess yourself and you don't have a personal prayer life, you are not maturing. Everyone that is maturing has a personal, consistent prayer life. That is maturity. That is one of the things that will let you know whether you are being matured or not. In Luke chapter 5 verse 16, we still see the prayer life of Jesus. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness. What did he do? He prayed. Luke twenty-two thirty-nine. 39. Jesus was, was, just, was just addicted to prayer. And he came out and went as he went to the Mount of Olives he went to the Mount of Olives as his culture was. Prayer was his lifestyle. Is prayer your lifestyle? Or you pray two times a month? If you, if, if you do not forget to eat, you cannot be lazy in prayer. You cannot forget to pray. Whenever prayer becomes a challenge, that means that your spirituality is challenged. Whenever prayer becomes a challenge, it means that your spirituality, your maturity is challenged. You can wake up at four and travel, but you can never wake, when it is prayer, you will be tired. When it is prayer, you will be tired. In Acts chapter 3 verse 1, the Bible says that when it was the hour of prayer, Peter and John went to the temple to pray. Hour of prayer. Let me tell you something. One of the things that will show your desire for maturity is your desire for prayer. That you must have your hour of prayer. You must have a time of prayer that the, even the angels of heaven will know that at this time we will hear the voice of this man. Who hear the voice of this woman? You must have an hour of prayer, a time that you have set aside to speak to God alone. And so, if you are not doing that, there are people when you say it is love feast, they will come and eat, Christmas party, they will come and eat, Easter organizations, they will come and eat. We are going to what is the name of that place there? amusement park they will be present but it is five hours prayer they will find a reason why they cannot be here the problem is that you don't like spiritual things and you are not spiritual say amen say amen let me tell you the truth if I say that let's stand up we are going to pray for two hours many people's mood will change many people's mood will do what it will do what? Do you know why you can sit and watch movie for three hours and not stress? But it's as if prayer is burdensome. Every activity in the spirit carries weight. Every activity in the spirit carries weight. Who, who, who ever told you that you will get used to fasting? There is no man of God or woman of God or any Christian alive who has fasted and gotten used to fasting. He says, as for me, I fast for life. No. 
<laughs> that there is no time like that to rise up at dawn and pray is a conscious decision and it shows your level of growth the more you grow the more you desire for fellowship with the spirit somebody shout amen I said shout amen the disciples you see the disciples didn't know how to pray because their spirituality was dependent on Jesus on the spirituality of Jesus but you see you and I nobody's spirituality will cater for you nobody's spirituality will cater for you you must cater for your own level of spirituality cater for your own level of spirituality so get back into the place of prayer Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 men pray without ceasing pray without what? ceasing pray without what? pray without what? prayer is the force that irrigates your spiritual life prayer is the force that will irrigate your spiritual life for your spiritual life to be alive it needs the irrigation of prayer it needs to be irrigated by prayer Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 in all things by prayer in all things by prayer he says pray without ceasing and he's saying again in all things by prayer for you see Paul was one of the most spiritual people one of his secret was prayer have you seen in first corinthians he said i pray in tongues more than all of you he, he i mean there was nothing else he used to compare himself apart from dying daily and praying daily apart from dying daily and staying in connection with god daily that is the life that is the place we must come to a place where you come to where heaven knows that you are a person of prayer it is not by mouth but it is by action and it is by state it is by the connectivity of your heart to the cause of heaven heaven knows and recognize that at 4 30 you, you uh, when somebody child lotto on you they will lose they say oh nobody will pray nobody will pray nobody and an angel will say 4 30 wait you will hear the voice of this guy why? Because you have built consistency. If you want to be maintain spirituality, maintain a fireful altar of prayer. Maintain a fireful altar of prayer. Your altar of prayer must constantly be alive. Altar of prayer. Don't only pray when the church calls for a meeting. Have your personal prayer time. Assessing your spirituality. Assessing your spirituality. No, please understand this. When you run away from prayer, you run away from God. And when you run away from God, you run away from your destiny. Many people will not be able to fulfill destiny because of the lack of prayer in their lives. Is the Lord talking to somebody here? So you have been a Christian for five years, a Christian for six years. But the moment we, we say prayer meeting, you, you, you lose your taste buds. There's something in you that is not happy when we mention prayer. The moment we said that we'll do two hours of prayer, you wish that it will rain the, 
it will rain three hours before the prayer meeting so that the prayer will be cancelled. The prayer will be what? The prayer will be what? That is the, that is the unutterable I mean, part of your heart. You are saying it, I wish this prayer will not come. If, if, if not that I was a leader, I wouldn't have gone. Most of us, the reason why we come for prayer meetings is because we are leaders. Left to you alone, you won't come. Some people too, it's because they are staying with other people and those people are coming, so they follow along. Let's go. Let's go. They can't stay in the house. Because if a guy of the house is going, if madame of the house is going, then you have to follow now. So they follow reluctantly and they come. Left to them, nothing. True spirituality has a constant burning desire for prayer. 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 Jesus told them, he said, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endured with power. They stayed. I don't know how many hours they waited for the Holy Spirit, but listen to me, church of God. I mean, the Christianity of today is, has changed. The Christianity of today has done what? Those times when you give your life to Christ, nobody tells you, you just love prayer. You just fall in love with something they call prayer. Nobody teaches you. Nobody has taught you. But there is a desire in you to seek God. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout amen. We have pastors. We have ministers. We have ministers who, who don't. Their bed knows them more than their altar of prayer. Their bed. Their bed. They love sleep. And so they are sleeping their destinies away. You must rise up. If you will mature in your work with God, you, your life must be full of prayer. It must be consistent prayer. You must be addicted to prayer. You must be what? Addicted to prayer. When, we, when they mention prayer, you, you say, wow, another opportunity. But the moment they mention prayer and something in your heart turns off, there's a problem with your spirituality. There's a problem with what? And so we must grow. We must grow. Because the love of Christ in you will bring you to a constant place of fellowship with the Lord. The love of Christ, which is shared abroad at salvation, will bring you to a constant place of fellowship. So whenever there is no desire to pray, there is no desire to mature. No desire to mature. No desire. So please, check your prayer life. It will let you know whether you are spiritual or not. Check your prayer life. Check your prayer life. Somebody shout amen. amen. Number two. How would you know whether you are maturing or you are spiritual? Increasing desire. You know what I will say. You know, you know. If, if I've said prayer, the next thing is what? Yes, increasing desire. So my message, I told you my message is very simple. You can even preach it. <laughs> increasing desire for prayer. Increasing desire for the what? For the what? So you know, why don't you do? You know all the points. Why, why are you not doing it? Is it Psalm 119 verse 97? And Psalm 119 verse 105? We must be addicted to the word. Please listen to what I'm saying. Many of us here, 
the word has become like chloroquine. Chloroquine. There is something about the word that repels us. Please listen, listen to the truth. Do you know that you can read a joke no matter how lengthy it is but when it has to do with one chapter it becomes a challenge. What is it about the word that seems to push us away? What is it about the joke that seems to attract us? The problem is not the word, it is not the joke, it is our heart. Your heart will be attracted to what is in your heart. Like poles will attract as far as your heart is concerned. If your heart is set on fire for God, your heart will go after the word of God. Somebody say amen. Nowadays, when you even send jokes to people, they watch it faster than when you send a short sermon to them. What is this? A short sermon, they will even download. What is this? Oh, some joke to lighten up your day. Say, correct, correct, sir. Then you, you are just viewing. It, is, it, is, it shows your level of spirituality. Your spirituality is so low that the word of God has become an enemy to you. It has become an enemy to you. If you listen, listen, the problem is not time, the problem is passion. You have time to eat. Anybody who has time to eat has time, must have time for the word. You must have time for the word. You must have time for the word. Now, if even one of the indices is lacking, check your spirituality. It must, it must be a balanced diet for it to work. And all the points I'm giving you must balance. The word of God, we must hunger for the word of God. He says, your word I've hidden in my heart. If you don't go for the word, how would it be hidden in your heart? He said, I tasted the word and it was good. Somebody shout amen. Your word I've hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you. So if you want to know your spirituality, it is on your frequency of eating the word. You will know whether you are spiritual or not. Not the fact that you sang in church. Not the fact that you sang in church. Your frequency of being addicted to the word of God shows your spirituality. It shows your what? Jesus, Jesus was spiritual. He, he quoted scriptures by heart. They're doing the temptation of Jesus. The devil tempted him. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, he said, turn this into bread. He quoted Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 3. He says, worship the Lord. He says that you shall not worship any other God. He quoted Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 13. He said that, listen, if you bow, if you bow, surrender, I will make you great. So that you shall not worship anybody apart from God. Jesus Christ was addicted to the word of God. Bible says in Luke chapter 4 that he went into the temple as his custom was and he stood but for to read. His custom was to read the word of God. That is spirituality. Please listen to me. Make up your mind that you, you, you will make time for the word of God. Listen, spiritual things are not easy to do. Nobody gets used to prayer. 
Nobody gets used to the word of God. It is a discipline you must cultivate. I get what I'm saying. If the word of God is full in your life, you'll be empty of the world. But if the world is full in your life, you'll be empty of the word. The word fights the world. The world fights the word. The word of God is that thing that fights the desire of the word in your of the world in your heart. He says, love not the world. Anything that is in the world, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So what you must, you must consider is the level of word in you. Because the word of God in you will fight the word outside you. The word of God in you is what will fight the world outside you. That, so, so you must be addicted to the word. Is the Lord talking to somebody tonight? Is the Lord talking to somebody tonight? An unquenchable desire for the word is a sign of spirituality. What are the various ways? Personally reading the word of God is number one. And number two is listening to messages. Listening to the word of God. In Luke chapter 2 verse 41 to 52, we see the story of Jesus. He sat with doctors asking, listening to them and asking them questions. Who you listen to will determine who listens to you. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? Who you listen to, what you listen to, will determine what will listen to you. And so we must desire many of us Many of us do not read our Bible. We love the story in the daily bread more than the word of God in the daily bread. The story. Uh, so today our main scripture is Mark chapter 4 verse 35. Then it's there long. Then you jump it just to go and read the writing so that you can end your quiet time. The problem is you are not spiritual and you are not maturing. If you cannot sit down, if you cannot do what? Sit down and take your Bible and say, this is my time for reading the Bible. You are not spiritual. There are many people who are, who are empty of the word but full of actions. And so our actions end up being empty. No touch, no conviction, nothing. Nothing. No matter how early you go to work. If you can wake up that early, then you can wake up early enough for the word of God. Time is not, as, not an excuse. It is just because your heart is not connected to it. Lift up your hand and say, help me, Lord. Say it again, help me, Lord. Prayer. The word of God. The word of God. Your heart must be connected, 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 connected to what? The word of God. Say amen. amen. Even sometimes when you have to have to travel at dawn, whatever it is, I'm behind time. I still have to read, even 
just three verses or four verses or five verses let me just take a dose of the word before I step out no excuse no excuse listen to me I've forgotten who said it he says I am too busy that I will start by praying I will start by fellowshipping with the, word, with the, with the Lord it is your fellowshipping with the, with the Lord that gives you power over the world why are you in a hurry to step into the world when you have not encountered the word the word is what will take you through the day and so you must spend time 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 those times when we were in, on campus the way you people are on campus now people are going to people are going for lectures they have new testament in their pocket now we don't have new testament we have tablets we have phones big phones like our head big phones in our hands back with 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 little spirit. Spiritual capacity low. Zero. We have everything at our disposal. Yet, every demon in hell is chasing us. Everything. Say amen. amen. I said say amen. amen. You must be full of the word of God. Instead of walking from your hall or from wherever you are to your house to the roadside get an audio bible and let it play to you let it play as you are in the washroom let the word of god play let me tell you something about playing the word of god it is spiritual you sometimes you think you are not even paying attention but the word is it's, it's diffusing spiritual diffusion and spiritual osmosis as you are just soaking in the word the word of God is just entering your spirit but one day suddenly you will just quote a scripture you have not sat down to read it just that you heard it being read are you listening to what I'm talking about are you listening to what I'm talking about there's a time for song and there's a time for word no song is powerful enough to replace the word no preaching is powerful enough to replace the word. The word is the word and the word must be given its place. Read the Bible the word of God. It is good. I'm not saying it's not good. But I'm saying that even though you should listen to the preaching, get time for the word of God. Personal. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Get time. People in your room will wake up and then they said, oh, when we were in first year, there was a guy. We were all from Adi school. This guy was a deeper life guy. We were charismatics. But the guy, every time we wake up, we we'll see him on his bed with his Bible and with his notebooks. I don't know whether charismatics has a problem with notebook and Bible. We are busy about every other thing, not about God. Are you listening to me? And, and the guy was not charismatic as we were. We were, we were. we were doing all the outreaches, going to all the schools, but the guy was just reading the Bible, reading the Bible. When I was reading the Bible at those times, I didn't have a notebook to write, to underline, to circle. The guy was circle with green. He was circle with yellow. He was circle with blue. And I asked him, he said, green is for, is for life. Everything that is... Hey. About that, we, we are ready, we are, we are watching our time. Some, some of us can even jump the verse. We are reading the Bible, we jump the verse. Make sure things don't jump you in this life. 
What jumping knows? I jumping knows. I feel this. Uh, the word of God too. You are jumping. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. I said may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. We just don't like the word. And so we want to hurry up and push it away. And go to the next available natural physical thing. Let's just put it away. Why? Because we don't know the impact that the word of God does in our lives. That impact that the word of God brings in the life of a believer. With the word of God has the capacity to bring transformation to your life. The word of God is light. When it dawns on you, you receive illumination. You see clearly. You see clearly. Mercy, are you getting what I'm talking about? You, you must read. No, no, sometimes our problem is the phone. The only problem we have in this world, the only challenge we have, I was listening to Bishop Edi Pope last two weeks when he was addressing the graduates of the Kenna, um, Covenant University. He says that the only problem with this generation is our phone. Our phone. Look at a Christian who has woken up to read the Bible. And as he's reading the Bible, a message will just pop up. Quick, quick. Harmless. Harmless. Hello, baby. Harmless. And so, us, and other messages are coming. So, as you are reading the Bible, you are, should I check? I have to brighten my morning with that message. Should I read? Should I check? Okay, let me just check. I will come back. So, you minimize the Bible. You maximize the love letter. So you go, you type. When you are about going back, the person keeps on typing. The person is typing. So you are shuffling between the word of God and another thing. So we end up taking nothing. Listen to me. Let, let me tell you something. Whenever you are doing any spiritual thing and you are going off, true spirituality will give you a check in your spirit. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes when I'm praying and I pick my phone, I feel bizarre. I, I mean, just picking my phone. Sometimes to even look at a date in a program or to look at a picture or to look at something. I'm not replying a message, but I just took it. The spirit will check inside you say, put it down. There's a, there's a place of encounter that you, you cannot enter there with a phone. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled an angel with him. There's a place of koinonia that phone, the presence of the phone was like the presence of God. Listen to me. That we must understand this. There's a price to pay for an encounter with the spirit. There's a price to pay. One of the prices we must pay is the price to crucify our desire for technology. There is a price to pay. You are sitting in the church, Elvis, and as the word of God is going on, you are watching Facebook. Pippi, you reply, mercy. Pippi, there you. We have taken everything for granted. True spirituality. When you see a spiritual person, when you see a spiritual person, when it has to do with the word of God, 
Let me tell you something. There is a place you can come to where, where, where your eyes will never close when it is the word of God. Your eyes will never there are some of us we can watch a movie our eye will never blink throughout the night you are you can just watch but let's say tell yourself today i will do all night it is as if church fly has been sent spiritually to chew you the day you say i will pray all night that is the day you will sleep early and you will sleep all night and when you wake up it's as if you are boost you are drunk your eye will be rolling like this. You will speak in three paragraphs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the spirit is willing. The spirit is willing. The spirit is willing. <laughs> Jesus, you understand. I will find time during the day. And I will make it up. And then you sleep. And that time never Is the Lord talking to somebody? Other things we will get time for it. Other things we will make time for it. But when it comes to spiritual things, we always postpone. Father, I can't pray this morning, but in the evening after work, I will go to the field. I will go to the field. That is the day before you close, somebody will call you. And you have to change your direction. It will never happen. Let me tell you the truth. Spiritual things are volatile. Spiritual things are volatile. And so, you, when, when you feel the urge to do any spiritual thing, do it immediately. Because every spiritual voice that God brings comes with a particular energy needed to accomplish that. That is why when you hear something from God, mercy, do it immediately. I mean, actually, God said to you, when you, I mean, give this seed to this person. The moment you delayed, the next time the passion is going to say, I mean, this seed, even if, if I keep it well, pa, I can buy this, I can buy this, I can buy this. So let me wait another time. I will do this thing that God is telling me. Spiritual, when the voice of the Lord comes, it comes with the energy you need in your spirit to fulfill it. That is why when God came to Abraham in Genesis 22 and he said, Crucify, give me your son, your only son Isaac. Bible said in verse 3, Abraham woke up early and departed. Abraham understood the laws of spirituality and the fact that when God tells you something, the best way is to do it immediately. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That is why God can wake you up at dawn and all you feel, you are, tiredness is gone, but you just slept two hours ago. And tiredness is just gone. And all what you hear is pray. 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 The next thing you do is you take your phone. By the time you realize 30 minutes is gone and the desire for that prayer is gone. And so we miss divine encounters. We miss opportune divine times. So much that we, I mean, we, we have missed a lot of things. If it is not the grace of God, there are certain experiences we have missed. We will never get the chance again till we die and go to heaven. Certain experiences we have missed. Let me tell you the truth. Most of us, angels wake us up. Most of us. It is not, oh, not mean to me now. Ah, he given his beloved sleep. He given what? You now, you know that you are a sleeping bulldozer. You, you sleep for your own. But why is it that there are times, there are times, it's as if you just... Open your eyes at dawn. And you feel something is telling you, 
Just pray. And the simplest thing you could do was just to speak in tongues. Kalabradaba, Shotabradega, Brakatabrada, Sakrodabada, Sekriadaba. Most of the time, it is not even about you. It is not even about what? It is not even about what? Sometimes it is about somebody. God is searching for somebody to stand in the... He said, I sought for a man to stand in the gap. I found none. He went to Pastor Priest. Pastor Priest said, you know, today I shouted, ah, so Lord, let me rest. He went to find man. Today I stood. I dispensed drag. I'm tired today. My business, I've taken you. So God is looking for somebody. Demonic plotting against somebody's life. God is looking for somebody. So an angel taps Pastor Daniel, our last hope. And Pastor Daniel wakes up and says, ah, when I look at the way I'm tired, I look at my wife. I would rather put my leg on my wife than to pray in tongues. Why? Am I the only intercessory head? Am, the, am I the only intercessory head? Most of the time, it is God. You are praying. Father, let me see an angel. An angel woke you. You didn't obey. He won't come again. Are you listening to me? The Holy Spirit is attracted to the place of obedience. That's all. The Holy Spirit is attracted to the life of obedience. The more you obey the Holy Spirit, the more he comes. The more you obey. The, when you disobey, he retracts. Is somebody listening to me? Is somebody listening to me? So from tonight, whenever you just, you just wake up, boom. Ay, God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. God is calling you. Pray. God is calling you. Sometimes, sometimes you wake up and the first thing that comes into your head is a scripture. It's a scripture. You tell yourself, when I wake up, I will search for it. That is, that is one of the greatest errors you can make in your work with God. To postpone spiritual prompting, you will forget. That is why I said spiritual things are volatile, it vanishes, it goes. It's looking for the next person available that will have the capacity to obey immediately. That's why I taught you here before obedience is not obedience until it is obeyed immediately. Delayed obedience is disobedience, adjusted obedience is disobedience. So do it now, you do it tomorrow, you have still not obeyed. Is somebody listening to what I'm saying? Is somebody listening to what I'm saying? Listen, listen, let me tell you the truth. I've, to, I've said it here before. If you want to know whether you are spiritual, when you wake up, ask yourself, what is the first thing that came into my mind? What comes into your mind the moment you wake up is what is in your heart. I'm telling you the truth. So if you woke up and your first thing is, Ah, today to work, today to work. Oh, why? Oh, why? <laughs> your heart is full of work. But that is what is in your heart. It is not God. Your work has replaced taking God out of your heart and kicked God somewhere. And your, 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 your work has become the God of your life. But you can wake up at in the morning and the first thing that will come into your head is a scripture. Listen, you are, not too, you, are not, you are too busy for God to speak to you. 
The problem is not that God does not speak. The problem is not that God does not prompt. The problem is that God, you are too busy for God. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is why if you, are, if you want to be spiritual enough, get a notebook by your bed or your phone by your bed. Whenever he shows you something and you, be, you think you are too tired, type it somewhere and leave it. In the morning, it will be there. It will be where? It will be there. Say amen. amen. I said say amen. amen. Number three, another indices for spirituality. You know it now. Tell me. Prayer, word, and what? Ah, yeah. Listen. Fasting, you know. Listen, we know that we need to fast. But to fast, nawahala. In Kayebenyano, sorry, no, yes, my fasting 40 days. It's like it should be a setting, an automatic setting. You just wake up one day and say, Wow, I've been fasting for 40 days. Listen to me. There is no human being alive who has gotten used to fasting. If you find somebody like that, tell him I said he's, he's lying. Fasting always strikes a new chord whenever you want to embark on it. Are you listening to what I'm taking, talking about? What, what was it about Moses, Elijah, and Jesus? These same people met on the Mount of Transfiguration discussing the death of Jesus. It's not everybody that can just go there. We are talking about men of certain caliber. Men who have been able to penetrate through certain realms of the spirit. Those are the men we are talking about. And one of the things that can take you to that place is to beat your flesh to the point where now your spirit gains dormancy in your life. And listen, this comes by fasting. Learning how to stay out away from food. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Listen, every spiritual person knows fasting is difficult. But fasting is a necessity. It's difficult to fast. But fasting is necessary. We must fast. First Corinthians 9.16 Necessity is laid upon me. Philippians chapter 3 verse 14 I press on toward the mark. Spirituality. Spirit, to be spiritual, you must be somebody who fasts. To be spiritual, you must be somebody who does what? Who does what? Fast. 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 God cannot give certain things to your care if you cannot fight food, if you cannot fight appetite. Fight appetite. Tea and bread. You cannot fight porridge in the morning. You cannot fight gobe in the afternoon. You must be able to stand there and say, No way! No way! Don't eat ah, and eat your destiny away. Somebody shout amen. amen. Shout amen. amen. We have been we are fasting for 30 days. Out of the 30 days, almost about 20 days, you hide somewhere and you eat. You hide somewhere, you eat, you clean your mouth. Nobody has seen. Glory be to God. 
lack of spirituality. A spiritual person knows, and let me repeat it again, that fasting is not easy. But it is a necessity. I must fast. I must fast. You've started fasting, no, your ears started itching. I said, I need a your ear started aging. You postponed the fast. Now, what is it about fasting that a spiritual person likes? Number one, number one, what is it about fasting that a spiritual person desires? Number one, fasting sharpens your receptivity to God. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. Every things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually, the things of the Spirit are supposed to be designed spiritually. You must be spiritual in order to access spiritual things. Verse 15. But he that is spiritual, judge, that word judge means design. A spiritual person discerns all things, knows the true state of everything. And that state, you come to that point when you are addicted to fasting. People are talking to you, you know it's a lie. You know the truth behind their ways. You know the truth behind the operation. And that is what was upon Paul in Acts chapter 16. When that, when that girl who was full of demons started praising them, Paul was vexed in his spirit. A spiritual man always knows when something is true spiritual or not. He knows it. He knows it. Listen, if you can't sense anything, you went, they put food. You say, oh God, thank you. Meanwhile, there's sickness in the food. There are some of us, our problem was some food we ate. It, 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 it destroyed your prayer life. Sometimes you can go and buy a certain food and that food will quench your fire. That was the last time you stood up at dawn to pray. Just food. That is why a spiritual man understands one thing. So if you are going to buy the food and you bought it and somebody kicked it and it fell, a spiritual person will not fight because a spiritual person knows all things work together. That is the law of a spiritual person. Are you getting what I'm saying? Fasting energizes your receptivity to God. Your voice, the voice of God becomes dominant in your life. You can't see. You can't hear. You can't feel. Nothing. Everything is dead. Everything is, is, is dead. Even as we are fasting, still, still it is not happening because you are fasting as if you are not fasting. And that is the problem with our fasting. We fast for life. First day, wow. Second day, you go. Third day, we are moving. Fourth day, it is working. It slept with seven, eight days. Oh God, when shall we? When shall we? When shall we? That is the time your fasting became nonsense. <laughs> it became nonsense. Now, how can you be with God and you desire? 
how can Moses go to the mountain top for 40 days and he starts marking time? Day one, when shall I descend? Day two, when shall I go? He stayed there for 40 days, 40 nights, no food, and yet the presence of God sustained him. If you fast and you fast really well, it gets to a point in time. They say that we are ending on 23rd, but you cross 23rd, you cross 24th. Why? Because you are consumed in the presence of God. Not the type of fasting you do and from two, all you do is Facebook. To so that by the time you realize, by magic, it will be four. So the fasting we are doing is a traditional fast. Do you know traditional fast? It's a type of fast that the people were doing. In Luke. Is it Luke? Matthew chapter 6. It's a type of fasting that they were doing. That they would do any. And then... They will be more, 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 more. I mean, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Hmm. It's not easy. Oh, sister, what is wrong with you? Hmm. Is it not some fasting we are doing in church? Is it not some fasting? I don't even know why I joined that church. Fasting song, fasting song, fasting song. Fasting. You lose. So how many people have not fasted? Most of us, our fasting has become waste. It has become what? It has become what? No, listen. How can you be fasting? And you are doing the things you are doing ordinarily. You are, when you are not fasting, you are watching movie. You are fasting, you are watching movie. Can't you go 31 days outside movie? No movie. I would rather watch a sermon. I would rather listen to a message. No movie. I would rather listen to a song. I'm separating myself from any form of distraction. Why can't we just do that? 31 days. So, we are fasting. We claim to be in a spiritual state. But yes, our hands are held onto the desires of the flesh. Is the Lord talking to somebody here? Is the Lord talking to somebody here? Do you know how to fast well? When you are going to fast, if you can't write it, say it to yourself. This thing, no. This thing, no. Even in your normal life, let me tell you one thing. There are certain things you are not supposed to do if you have not prayed. And if you are, or if you have not read your word. You don't do it. Example, no matter what it is, don't send WhatsApp message. Don't send Facebook. Don't go to Facebook. If you have not prayed, if you have not read your word. So when you have not come, when you have not come, we know that I have, you have not prayed. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? Are you listening to what I'm talking about? You learn it. You do what? You do what? Please, this is a, it's a discipline we must learn. You know prayer, you know word, you knew fasting. But there must be, it must correspond to the change in our lives. It must correspond. When you break it in the evening, you can do all such things. All such things. You can, I'm not saying don't come on WhatsApp. Come on WhatsApp, but don't dwell there. Don't sleep there. Don't be watching status upon status upon status upon status upon status. You, you are a status viewer. Everybody sees you. You are on face.
Is somebody learning something? Number two, what is it in fasting that will help? Fasting helps you to become humble. Fasting, it helps you to become humble. The more you fast, the more you become humble. And every spiritual person desires to be humble. Every spiritual person desires to be humble. Psalm 35 verse 13. I humbled myself with fastings. I humble myself with fastings. Fasting number three, fasting fights or limits the flesh. Fasting fights or limits the flesh. Fasting will limit the flesh. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. He says that after that I have preached, I beat my body and bring it under subjection. So fasting limits the flesh. Fasting limits the flesh. Hallelujah. Number four, number four, the fourth indice for knowing your spirituality is your increasing intensity of love. Increasing intensity of love. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. The spirit of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so when you receive Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is shed abroad in our heart. Love is one of the things that will let you know whether you are maturing or not. Because love is a signal of the spirit's power and dominance. Love is a signal of the spirit's power and dominance. Love is a signal of the spirit's power presence and dominance why do we need this love why must this love grow two things number one we must love the presence of god we must love the presence of god every spiritual person is addicted to the presence of god psalm 122 verse 1 i was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of god an unspiritual person will have to be convinced and and then given 15 reasons why he must be in the presence of the lord but a spiritual person loves the presence of God. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. A spiritual person loves the presence of God. A spiritual person would rather play some particular types of song to create an atmosphere in his house, to create an atmosphere in his room, rather than to create an atmosphere that will invite demons. A spiritual person is addicted to the presence of God. So love for the presence of God. Number two, love for his neighbors. Love for his friends. Any spiritual person who does not love his friend as himself is not spiritual. Because God is love. And if God is a spirit and the spirit lives in us, that means that the spirit is love. And so when the spirit is in us, we are walking in love. Love is supposed to be an expression. Somebody shout amen. Amen. I said shout amen. amen. Now, how to increase your spirituality? How to increase your spirituality. Number one. Number one. Be committed to a constant fellowship with the Lord. Be committed to a constant fellowship with the Lord. Be constant in whatever you do. Be constant in your prayer. Be constant in the word. Be constant in fasting. Listen. Have a time of the week you fast. Have a time of the day you pray. Have a time of the day you read the word. Be constant in your fellowship with God. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, he says, I die daily. It is a daily experience. And so we must walk with God on a daily experience. Daily. Everybody say daily. Say daily. A sporadic lifestyle is what fights spirituality. 
a sporadic spiritual life fights spirituality. When you are, today you are on fire, tomorrow you are not on fire, today you are praying, tomorrow you are not praying. A, day, a week will come, every day you pray, another week will come, you will not pray at all. No, be constant. Number two, maintain focus on your spirituality. Most of us are not focusing on our spirituality. We are not focusing on our spirituality. We focused on other things. Ah, why is it that of late I can't keep money at all? Why is it that all my money is wasting? Have you ever asked yourself, am I being spiritual enough? Am I praying enough? Take a stock of your life. Take a stock of your life. And check your spiritual level. Somebody shout amen. Be focused. Be focused. It is your spiritual work. If issues, circumstances, demons and persons and things are not responding to you the way you expect them to respond to you, it means that you are not also responding to spiritual things the way you are supposed to respond to it. Now, as I'm closing, what are the benefits of spirituality? If you become spiritual, what are the benefits of spirituality? Number one, spirituality will lead to supernatural increase in your capacity. Supernatural increase in your capacity. Please understand this. Your ability to contain more of God increases with increasing spirituality. The more of God you know affects your capacity. Your capacity in the spirit is your container. The amount of God you can express is dependent on the amount of God you can contain. Your container will depend on how much you can take. Are you listening to what I'm saying? If I'm going to share drink and you bring a communion type of cup, that is what I will fill it in. But if you go and bring the usua, that is what we'll put it in. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? If the same thing applies to the spirit. Most of us are desiring for certain levels of manifestation in the spirit. But God is saying that the container is too small. It cannot handle that. That level, it needs a certain capacity to be able to be filled. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? So, so spirituality increases your capacity. It increases the amount of God you can carry. It increases the amount of God you can, you can express. So if you want to express more of God, then increase in capacity. If you want to exp express more of God, increase in capacity. Your capacity determines your ability. You're in the spirit realm, your capacity determines your ability. How much of God you have, Henry? Would you, listen to me. We are all Christians. It's not every Christian that can heal the sick. Don't lie to yourself. We are all Christians. We are all Christians. But there are certain things one Christian can do, another Christian cannot do. Why? The difference is capacity. The amount of God they have made room for. You, you make room for God to fail. You, he said, open your mouth what? wide. The wideness of your mouth will depend on the amount of feeling that takes place. So, increase your capacity by prayer. Increase your capacity by the word. Increase your capacity by fasting. Develop a natural tendency towards prayer, towards fasting, towards waiting on God. As you are doing that, gradually, something is opening up within you and you will see an increase in capacity. You have been doing the same thing, but one day you just take over the thing and something has changed. What happened? There has been an increase 
increase of capacity which has increased the infilling and the amount and expression of God has in your life. I pray in the name of Jesus. May there be a change of our capacity in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. I said shout amen. It is not the dimension you know. You see, see, we are men of God. Sometimes I preach and I've said that, oh, this man of God. So I remember one time I read on John, John Cole. Joe Cole. When you have cataract, the man will come to you like this and put his eye, hands on your eye and take the cataract into his hands. No operation. He does the operation within seconds. One day I made such an example and God said, it doesn't come by mouth. Pay the price. Increase your capacity. Whatever thing you have seen happen, Caleb, in other people's singing ministry that you desire for, you cannot just say, I tap, I tap. Tapping alone does not take you to the place of expression. Tapping alone, receiving alone, that you must also learn to pay the price. Go and ask Mercicino or whoever. And she will tell you the secret things that she does. One day, Pastor Adifarasen asked Danson, he said, what is your greatest secret? He said, my greatest secret is that I stay enough in his presence. That is a price to pay. Outside of phone, outside of everything. You, you just prayed five seconds and you want everybody to feel the impact of your ministration it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way what have you forsaken what have you sacrificed in order to access allow God to access your life you must increase capacity when I listen to the guy he said I stay enough in his presence so when the guy takes it last week I was listening to Reverend Isuri was having a conference he said that he entered into his church they were playing a song. He said, all of you, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. You don't pray. You are spoiling the atmosphere. He left the service and went to call Dancer. He said, I want to be ministering with your song. There is some fire behind your song. Dancer said, Papa, go ahead. So Reverend Eastwood was ministering in um, Potter's city. And then he put on the song of Dancer. Come and see fire. When he was singing, uh, he, said, he said, they should change the song. The one choir guy didn't hear. He started singing. He said, I don't like this thing. Shut up. Don't kill the atmosphere. Because it takes certain spirits. It takes your spirit to be able to collide with. Listen, spirits don't just move at our level. Spirits that, that collide with men and have an effect on their destiny forever live in a certain realm. And until we are able to buy into that realm, not with money, but with price, paying the price, learning how to stay. He says that God, every day, two hours is for you. Every day, three hours is for you. What is happening is that there is an increase in your capacity. And one day suddenly you realize that you stand at a place and something is happening. The people don't understand but you know where you are coming from. You know the price that you have paid. May the Lord give us grace. May the Lord give us grace. May the Lord give us grace. Lord give us grace. Every man of God is inviting Nathaniel Basi. Every man of God is inviting him. The greatest men in the world want to hear his voice. 
The only thing he adds to his music is to play trumpet. But let him blow the trumpet and if you have accessed the course of heaven, you will hear a chord that beats like the one that beats in heaven. What is it that he did that gave him that key that when he hits that chord, no matter who you are, something in your spirit will check up. That was a place of intimacy. That was a place of, of communion with God where he set aside everything. He said all his friends were doing exploits. God told him, you have nowhere to go. Stay until you are cooked enough. We have to learn to pay the price to stay in the presence of God, Minister Frank, for the Holy Spirit to cook us. 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 Cook us in the very presence of God. Because when you stay in that presence for one hour, we are two hours. It is your normal thing, your daily routine. You are doing it every day. He's cooking you. He's boiling you. Something is happening. It's changing. The Bible says that we are being changed from what? Glory to glory. From one level to another level of glory. Assess your spirituality. Look at what you need. Look at what you must add. Whether it is adding to prayer, adding to the word, adding to fasting, adding to Love, I pray today that grace will come upon you. Lift up your hands, just begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to pray in the spirit. Father, take me to the place. 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 The place of fellowship. A place of encounter. The place of fellowship. Father, may I increase in the way. May I increase in prayer. May I increase in fellowship. May I increase. 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 Shadalabata. Reketelebato. Shatalabata. Reketelebatota. Retatalabata. We are closing in the next two minutes. Come on, lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, we bless you. Father, we glorify you. Shay! Let it be a change in my prayer. Let it be a change in my fasting. Let it be a change. In the name of Jesus. Now, may the Lord do this for you in Jesus' name. May there be an increase in your prayer life. May there be an increase in your word intake. Increase in fasting. Increase in prayer. Increase in the word. Increase in the love of God. In the name of Jesus. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive grace. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe this word will produce results in your life as you give attention to it. For more messages, kindly follow Inokadise Ministries on Telegram and any podcast app for downloads. God bless you.